Hey everyone, you know that music? That music is our theme song to what? To what the dice. I'm Dan the GM, welcoming you to episode 6. Not gonna dilly-dally too much, we're gonna get right into the story. I just wanted to personally welcome everyone back to our story. So stay tuned, sit back, drink your coffee, beer, or whatever your poison of choice is, and enjoy! Walking up a familiar coastline, we listen to the ocean sing its song. Our eyes slowly scan the horizon looking for that familiar fireplace we have seen so many times before. Seeing it, we slowly approach. This time, around the campfire, we see men in white robes prepping potions, chanting, and prepping scrolls of healing. We feel a hand pressed down on our shoulder. We look. The old man gives us a welcoming smile. Ah, me friends. Welcome, welcome. Ah, so, the kobolds. Our friends have finally driven them off and the storm is slowly fading away. Let me tell you what they're in store for next. So where we left off, the storm has passed and the paladins have been going about helping people. What do you guys want to do? And we're going to keep the same flow. So we're going to start with Ethan, unless you guys want to change up who goes first. I'm okay with sticking with the same order. Okay. Works for me. Alright, so, uh, Ethan, you are up first. What would you like to do? Uh... The... There are fires randomly throughout the village. There are people who are got arrows sticking out of them. I am going to see if I can help the villagers since I'm a little short to be throwing buckets on top of buildings. Alright. So go ahead and show me on the map where you want to go. As soon as I pull the map back up. Uh, the people are exactly where they are currently. Yep. Some of them are hurt, some of them are not. I just didn't want to go through and actually mark which ones are injured. About right there. So you're going to join up with a group of paladins? Paladins are literally handing people, handing anyone that's still got that are still able to move around, handing them potions of cure lights and going, find anyone that is still breathing and put this in their mouth. Like, they are frantic. I will take their potions and go assist people with it. Alright. So I need you to roll a heal check for the first person to just see if they're breathing or how far along they are. 14. Alright, this person is still breathing. Um, they do have some arrows in their arm, one in their back of the leg. Well, I will... I'm assuming they're kind of panicked and what have you. Yes. Alright, just calm down. The paladin gave me a potion that should help you feel better. Alright, go ahead and roll... Uh, let's just do a straight charisma roll to calm them down. 19. Alright, you calm them down successfully enough to where... 
they're willing to drink what you're handing them. There you go. Drink away. All right. And Nightland, you are up here with this armored man who has a mannequin stuck onto his sword. I am going to look around very quickly to make sure that person is gone and make mention uh what are they called a dark something uh there you know them as dark folk but you don't know exactly what that creature was all right i'm gonna just walk over and help just grab the log and go to help pull it off his sword going it's they're known as dark folk they, strength please eh? strength uh, okay. i would <laughs> i would actually pull my sword away and say because it was a mannequin you don't know if it can still move or not and i'll walk up to the nearest tree and slap it against it to break it off my sword Okay, roll your strength. Uh, that would be a 22. All right, you're able to knock the mannequin off. Can I get a perception check from both of you? <laughs> Nine. Okay. 15. What'd you roll? 15. When the dagger hits the ground, it instantly turns to ash. But you also hear the screech of, you would know it as like a death screech, a death scream. Something that, that last bit of terror that a dying creature would give off. Coming from the dagger. From the dagger? Yes. As you can dagger. see, this is why full precautions are necessary when dealing with the likes of evil. Stare at it for a second and just nod, like, okay. Straightforward, I guess. All right. So, and then I'm going to motion back, going, we should go help the wounded. Always. So, you two go to help the paladin. So, I'm going to go ahead and have you guys do a group roll. Each of you are going to roll your perceptions. Seven. Okay. Twenty-one. Two? Dirty twenty. So you guys are able to help get the wounded in one area to where the paladins are able to either distribute cure uh, potions or actually heal. The, you also get, start to notice that the people that have been killed, they're starting to have that same look that the Cobalt was having while they were fighting. Their skin is turning duller quicker than it should. But, you know, they are clearly dead. There are no, they're not moving. There's no breath. Do, the paladin, do I see this? Yes. Okay. Why? What would you like to do? Um, I don't know if I would have this knowledge or make the the um, uh, comparison uh, or not to say enough that they look like they're turning into what the kobolds are, and we should gather up the dead and do a funeral pyro pyre as right, soon well, as possible. Let's see if you identify. It. Let's start. Let's start with a intelligence roll to see if you put two and two together. That I can do. That's a 15. 
Alright, yeah, you figured out that whatever is going on to them is starting to go on with these the humans. You talk to the paladins, and the paladins agree that, yes, they should start a funeral pyre, and they suggest doing it away from the blessed land. Just for sanctity safe. Just in case these the bodies are cursed. They begin to help move people into an area where that is safe. Can I get a strength check from anyone that is helping? Uh my character would probably be more likely to be helping heal people. Okay. Than start moving the dead bodies. Alright, so then you can She overheard the, you know, conversation with the gnome. Mm-hmm. I got an 11. <laughs> Wait, you rolled an 11? No, I rolled a... Uh, <laughs> I rolled an 8. No. Sorry, that means it would be a 12. Okay, so 12. So you're you're struggling. but Can I get a sad trombone roll for me, please? Yes, you may have a sad trombone. There's your sad trombone. Thank you. Little defi- little uh, short round here is, you know, trying to help move the bodies and ended up buried under one uh, with a nat one. So, Clyde, as you're helping move bodies, you notice that the short gnome with the strange metal stick on his back is pulling a particularly heavier set human. As he's pulling, his heel slips from underneath him, and he is now underneath said heavier set gentleman who is dead, with several arrows in his back. I will rush over to said uh, almost suffocating gnome and assist with pulling off the body. Strength check, please. Thirteen. Alright, little struggle, but you're able to pry the gnome out from underneath the dead body. Oh, oh my. That's not a good place to be. (laughs) <laughs> I believe it. Maybe your efforts would be um, more assisted with handing out healing potions, if that will uh, be quicker for you. I could probably hand out more healing potions, yes. And by the way, thank you, good sir, for pulling me out from under that. You are very welcome. So what does this little gnome see? Because I think this is the first time anyone's actually paid attention to you. Oh, I believe that. You uh, see someone who is, you know, a little bit uh, taller than you. I'm about 5'10". I am pure human. There isn't any different um, factors um, about me. My hair is cut short, um, which is kind of like a dirty blonde, almost brown um, in most areas um i am tone strong you wouldn't recognize me as a overly muscular but a very tone strong gentleman the lean build yes the lean build the uh, you know he has um some footwork but he is able to hunker down and you know and, and take a blow with um a long sword and a steel heavy shield 
in my um, on my back now that has a pretty good sized dent in it. I am donned uh, in male, so um, you gotta have some strength to wear some mail. Yes. Well then, I definitely appreciate your help. Good. What is your name? Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I did not get to introduce myself. My name is Clyde Holdkeep. And you, sir? Uh, Defibulous will thrust his hand up. Defibulous short round. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you, too, sir. I'm going to go um, continue assisting with the paladins. Just beware that mud. It's kind of slippery. Thank you very much. At least we hope it's mud. So, a few hours go by. The funeral pyre has been lit. And people have been helping put out fires the best they can. The once strong market that was closest to the temple land has been burned to ash. A few of the homes have some, some damage, but nothing that can't be repaired in a few days. The paladins have taken their space in the inn that they have uh, claimed as their territory for the evening. They all sit around a table discussing. Each of one, each of them talk about what they can do to find the priestess. One says just that they call in the rest of the paladins to do a thorough search of the forest. Others suggest sending in a small team so that way if it is someone who is willing to kill the priestess, they would be able to get in and out without risking her life. Others say wait for a possible ransom. The old elf who has been blessed as the priest of Desna is one of the ones that have survived. He is injured, shaken, but still in high spirits. He and the rest of the village have joined the paladins in the tavern listening to what their plans are. No one seems to have a good suggestion for the best course of action. They all believe that no matter what, the priestess needs to be found and saved. The village offers up what little they have as a way to help pay for any ransom as they feel that it is their fault that the priestess has been captured. Who would like to do what? Uh, starting at the top of the round, that would be um, short round. I'm just going ahead and moving everyone inside the tavern just to make things a little easier for everyone. Uh, sorry, my Discord briefly cut out. I didn't hear what you said there. Uh, we're starting at top. Everyone is in the tavern discussing. The village has offered up what little they have to find to pay for any ransom for the priestess because they feel that it is their fault that this happened. Is there anything you would like to do? Short Round's gonna listen while cleaning his gun at the moment because he's not quite sure why someone you know would just why the villagers are blaming themselves. They can't be in his mind. They he doesn't see how this could be their fault. Okay, Nightland. Um. Kalila's going to listen for a little bit and then sometime in between a moment of silence speak up and go 
inquiring with whoever's listening. Have you guys had cobalt problems recently? On my travels here, there was a man that was attacked by cobalts as well. Why not see if there's if they took her somewhere? One of the ones nearby speaks up. He goes, no, we have never had problems with them before. They have always kept their distance because they're on the other side of the mountain, inside the swamps. They're, it's a three or four day travel to even get to their to the region that we think is even their territory, which is the Dark Swamp. No one that we have ever sent to the Dark Swamp to find these cobalts has ever returned. We don't know if the cobalt kill them or if they just get lost. We do know that the Dark Swamp is haunted and cursed. Other than that, these are the first cobalts we have ever really seen in the village area. What is the legend of the curse? The old elf interrupts and slowly stands and walks towards you and the one speaking and he goes the dark forest is said to be covered in a mist so thick that one gets lost if you do not know how to find its path the forest itself has creatures from the other side watching waiting for those who take a wrong step ones who have been forgotten ones who carry the scales and ones that move through the dirt but we've never had anyone ever return to tell us we do know that we have had children play in there who will run in for an hour or two and then return but they aren't harmed but they say that they just played in the area just inside the entrance she nod listening to the tale um she's gonna take a moment to, to pause and then go where's this misty forest the old elf leans out the window and points towards the trail that the the figure appeared on and points that and he goes it is three days past the mount through the mountains you will see us the edge of the swamp and if you follow the trail and the stepping stones you will enter into the uh, dark swamp. Well, Desma started me off on this path. And the temple here is supposed to be blessed to her name. I say we look for her. He nods. He goes, but it would be foolish for you to go alone. She'll just look up at everyone else and wait. Keith? I will chime in. Well, given in the, the uh, suggestions, why can't we do all of them? Have people here who might get the ransom 
have a larger contingency go to you know a certain area before the swamp and then have a smaller contingency go into the swamp that way if they get in trouble and come out of the swamp there's kind of like an ambush waiting for anything that's coming after them a paladin speaks up he goes well the nearest paladin outpost is a week away and that is by carriage and horseback we can try to reach out to the holy city for more enforcements but that is a several week wait just to even hear if there had the ability well i mean if that is the case send one or two people to that as you know for the contingency because they need to be informed no matter what have the rest of the bal the paladins and possibly a, you know some of the volunteers if they wish that are still you know able to move join um as i've have seen some very good uh combat the uh miss here pointing to the cat and the uh gentleman uh defibulous i believe his name was are well equipped in combat and we might be able to go further in um as the smaller um force that way if a paladin comes um, back, they know the other paladins instead of somebody random coming and speaking to um, one of us. They know, you know, each other. They know any keywords and that kind of thing. That way, it's some, it's not somebody different who is awaiting them. The head paladin seems to be agreeing with you. He turns to one of the underlings and tells him to send a crow to the holy city. Send word that we will need men to help protect this land. He looks to another one and says, We need to find a way to get people into that mountain range. He looks at Kalila, Clyde, and Short Round. You three. I would like to offer you payment. You three seem to understand what is going on and you four, you three seem to work well together. I will offer you a hundred gold each to help us find the priestess. If you head on, a, if you go on ahead, I will make sure that these people are safe and I and my friend, my some of my men will follow suit. He looks at Clyde and he goes, and you also wish to speak to me earlier. Is there something I can help you with before you go on this mission? Uh, yes. Um, I am actually a fellow follower of Imode, and uh, I actually wanted to speak to you about um, having training and possibly the, joining the Order of Paladins. Um, if that means I um, could forego the reward and enter or give that reward to the the town that just suffered just a great loss uh that is perfectly fine for me as well he nods and he goes i will make you a deal you bring us back the priestess and i will get you into the paladin ranks uh, i would be eternally in your debt he nods he goes well then 
He looks at Kalila and Short Round. How do you two fare? Is there something you would prefer besides gold? I'm actually trying to think of what my character would say. He just kind of puts his little hand on his chin and... Nah, gold, I think, should do fine. If it wasn't necessary to travel on, payment wouldn't be ne- wouldn't be needed. I'm fine with that. I do this more for my goddess. He nods. The paladin nods and goes, well, we will make sure that when you find the priestess that anything that we need to do, we will do for you. And we do greatly appreciate that you do go by your god's name. Um, he turns to Clyde and hands him a small box about the size of a cigarette, a cigar box. And he goes, when it is time, the holy scripts of Iomade are in here. Read and learn them and follow in their steps. I will treasure these and learn them at the appropriate time. My gratitude for you is is un, un, unfathomable at this time. He nods. Looking out, the paladins watch the moonless night and these small thin clouds streak across the sky. The paladins slowly look to each other and nod, and the leader looks to you, you three, and smiles softly. Well, do you wish to leave tonight, or should we let you get some rest? We had a, all had a very adventurous day, and there's much blood that has been spilt. So what would you guys like to do? Would you like to leave for... leave now, or would you like to leave in the morning? I feel that with the adrenaline and the efforts that have been spent, we should take a full rest before venturing into uh, the woods, considering the uh, dark one, as it was stated, could still be out there lingering in some direction. Uh, Kalila would go over to what would be, what is it, Clyde and Short Round at this point? Yep. And nod in agreement, hearing Clyde going, we should also stock up on some supplies. They said that this misty forest was cursed. It would be wise to pick up some extra things. I definitely agree. More supplies, rest, and then go. Okay. So, you all have places that you have chosen to stay at originally. Are you going to change where you are staying, or are you staying with the inns or hostels that you have originally picked? I'm going to upgrade so it's not a hay bed with bad sleeping, even though I'm very appreciative to that old man. He probably wants to be left alone for the night so he doesn't have people to attend to, so I'm going to choose a nice bed at the end. Okay. Okay. Staying at the end. I will stay... I will ask them, actually, if we wish to stay at the same uh, place. That way we can all 
um, converse if we need to. Yeah, agreed. So that way it's easy to meet up with one another. Sounds like a good idea to me. The tavern owner has been listening to this and he goes, well, he looks out at the pyre. He goes, I did have a room that was already rented out by a group of adventurers, but they will no longer be needing it. Nodding towards the pyre that is burning brightly out in the field. He goes, it has already been paid for, so I'd rather see it used than not. So it would be already paid for. Sounds good to me, if everybody else is in agreement. Sounds good. He hands you a key and asks if you would like to be woken up at dawn, at dawn's break. Agreed. That's okay for me. Sounds good. He nods and gives you the room key. The village begins to disperse to their own homes. The paladins go to their rooms after saying their prayers. You three are now sitting in this very simple room. Three beds, three chamber pots, a private bath room, basically tub with a, where, a way to go out to get water to fill. In the room, the three candles light are lit giving the room this warm feeling. You can still smell the smoke in the air from the fiery arrows, and the smell of fresh blood still has a tingle in the air. What? So it's up to you guys what you want to do. Go on. Be role players. As everyone is waiting for somebody else to say something first. Be role players. Okay, I will start with... Uh, let's start with Ethan. He's at the top of the list on my paperwork. Well, Defibius will hop on a bed. and He's like, so... Hi, how are you guys doing? Since I guess we're going to travel with each other, we kind of should know each other a little, I guess, maybe. I say that uh, we should uh, clean our armor, clean our weapons, and clean ourselves, considering we just came in contact um, with an evil force. And then meet up in the area, say, within an hour or less. I think it would also be wise to get some food. I don't believe anybody, any of us have eaten since this afternoon. Oh, that does sound like a good idea. And he's just going to say, and the food here is pretty good. I've stayed here once already. I'm not go, let's clean ourselves up and go get some dinner. So, so an hour passes. You all have had your bathing and have all met down in the inn's tavern to have a meal. A single bard sits playing a lute as other travelers who have wandered in sit and drink in silence. The air is heavy, full of the feeling of loss, of not just the lives of villagers and travelers, 
with the loss of a great priestess who has disappeared. No, after everybody, after I'm clean and everything, I'll, I will meet up, and the first thing I'll do is formally introduce myself. With a, I waived your formal introduction then. With a, we all go around the same with table. a bow to everybody, I would say, um, well, after our uh, fight, I wish to introduce myself. My name is Clyde Holdkeep. Um, I am a human inspiring to be a paladin um, one day. The holy light of um, Imodin has blessed me once while growing up, and I feel that it is my true path to follow. Do I know this god? Um, yes. You have had some experience with Iomade. Okay, what do I know about Iomade? I, I don't know anything. I, you know very little of Iomade. It's usually people who protected the village, worshipped it, worshipped them, but... It wasn't a, like, I worship Iomade. It's more of a, they all carried the symbol of Iomade, which is a ring of light with a sword through it, is the best way to describe it. So you know the name, and you know a little bit about it, but you don't know a lot. You just recognize the name. Okay. Kalila Wilson was still standing and bowed. Uh, I didn't hear that you sat down. Uh, she's going to stand and extend her cat hand, so her paw, to him to at least shake it and go, I am Kalila Grayflower. I am uh, here by the will of the gods as well. I worship Desna, actually. It was very nice to meet you, if I'm not mistaken. That is the one that just blessed this land, so happy to you and your goddess. I wasn't aware that this was going on. I village to the northeast. It seems like you and I were both brought here by our gods for this specific reason. She'd smile and nod, and then look to short round to see if the little one's going to start saying anything. He goes, well, I wasn't brought here by any god or anything. I don't really follow anything like that, but I did come here for a reason, and that reason was to stay away from the short bolt rifle comp gun company that's kind of taking over everywhere. So, yeah, I came out here to get away from that. Why? What troubled you so much to want to leave what sounds like your homelands? Oh, you know, family, a bit of family rivalry, family murder, a brother who has the, could learn, lose a, he could lose a personality contest with a turnip. And he's in charge of the family business now. And I think wants to kill me too. That's why I'm here. So everybody was brought here for what looks like a very good reason. Well, it's either this to start a fight with someone I couldn't thought win, but I figured this was a much better shot. Hey, running from a fight to live to fight another day is a good enough reason as well. Kalila's just gonna smirk and kinda softly chuckle at it. 
So you're good with a sword and a shield. I'm good with a bow. And what is that thing looking at short round? What thing? The loud noisemaker of a stick. Oh, this is a musket. You know, take out uh, uh, one of the little little bullets from it and put it on the table. It fires these things out at high velocity. Uh, velocity? I'm not familiar with that word. Yeah, how fast the bullet moves. Okay, so how's how fast it goes? Okay. So little ball. Exactly. My family used to study these type of things. So it's kind of like my bow. It's a ranged weapon. Yep. It's always so loud. Yes. Oh, by the way, since we're all standing next or sitting at the table next to each other, you guys probably notice a, uh, like, football-sized spider on my shoulder. Uh, not to alarm you, miss, but there's a big spider on your shoulder. Do you want us to remove that? Oh, uh, I, I doubt that she would not un, uh, <laughs> be understanding of that spider since it has been uh, <laughs> there since we sat down. I think uh, it might be something to do with her... Um, how do I put this uh, correctly? Uh, her race or affinity? It's my familiar. My animal companion. His name's Hugin. That is the biggest spider I think I've seen to date. I must agree with you. I have not seen its like or larger, but only heard about them in stories. Well, trust me. As long as you're a friend of me, he'll be a friend of yours. Neat. Never had a spider friend before. So, if he ever crawls on you, please don't smush him. Well, I don't think I will. I don't think I have a big enough boot anyway. As long as he is um, a friend of yours who is just and kind, I will respect uh, his movements and his decisions as well. Uh, I have a question for you, sir. Please, go right ahead. How do you tell if a, a spider is just? Well, since she has specifically said um, it is her familiar, if the um, owner is just, the familiarity of the uh, pet or familiar would be the same as the owner. Well, I mean, that kind of makes sense, but, you know, I just had to ask, because, I mean... How find a giant spider in the forest, I mean, how do you judge if he's actually a just spider? Well, that's different, because it, then if it's something in the forest, it is just nature, and nature is, unfortunately, cruel and um, survival of the fittest. So, in nature, it's not if it's good or evil, it is just existing. So, if I see a giant spider in a city giving out food to the homeless, it's a just spider, then? That's different if it's an intelligent spider. Yes, I would say that it would be a just spider if it's doing that. Um, but without ever encountering that or being able to uh, state those things, I would not know because uh, I I do not leave those decisions up to me. Mm, right. 
By the way, Kalila is literally just sitting there listening to this conversation happen about her familiar with these guys. I'm just amused. Just sitting there watching, amused. So as you guys are discussing, the inn tavern slowly empties out. People are heading to their rooms for the night. The tavern owner goes through, picks up your drinks, and waves off the basically no charge as he begins to clean up. The fire in the fireplace starts to crackle as no one has put more flames or more timbers on it to keep the fire going. The bard in the room is slowly packing his things up, placing his loot on his back, and is starting to exit the building, disappearing into the night as the rest of the groups slowly exit, leaving you three in the corner in the fading light. Do you guys want to call it a night here or do you want to continue your conversation? No. My character would want to go to bed. Get a good rest. Same. Mm-hmm. Same as me. So as you three exit to your rooms, you enter your rooms, the candle's still burning, laying on the bed, you can hear the gentle sounds of the nature around you. The eerie calmness slowly lulls you to sleep as this is the first day of your adventure together as a group. And with that, this episode is complete. Well, me friends, that's is the end of tonight's tale. Our little party has their first mission. Travel to the dark swamp and save our beloved priestess. Well, the moon is high and it is time for me to say goodbye. And as always, may the dice gods bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us.